0: Welcome back to the expanded minds podcast today. I have a special guest with me and her name is Silvana. Silvana is a hippie girl, dread girl, dread artist, and a model. Silvana also makes handcrafted jewelry. Some of which has a tribal feel to it. And so that being said, welcome on.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me (laughs) really excited for today.
0: Yeah, of course. And so my first question for you is, um, what does it mean to have an open mind?
1: To be free of um, the first judgment, I feel like. Um, A lot of the times when new things enter into our lives and also uh, experience with other people, we tend to judge uh, instead of taking a look and then make our own opinion. So, yeah, I feel like um, be more observant and getting to the experience instead of uh going on the judgment quite quite fast
0: yeah so what when did your past our spirituality i'm curious like going into your story a little bit like have you always been a spiritual person like are your parents does your parents pass it down to you
1: i'm actually the only one in the family who was like into spirituality so i didn't grow up with it um But I always had this uh, feeling that there was like something more and um, I started to get into meditating when I was around like 17 uh, for the first time and um, yeah from there I I got my experiences um, a lot while sleeping and and, uh, lucid dreaming a lot which made me very curious about what it is and it kind of went off from there so yeah i i didn't really grow up with it but it it took its own course and also with the help of uh, plant medicine like uh, ayahuasca and um, uh, magic mushrooms a lot um, yeah i've been experiencing uh, really profound uh, moments so yeah and it helped me quite a lot through the years
0: so, so. were you How'd you get into meditating in the first place? Cause you're 17. I think people that are 17 don't really pay. You well, know, a lot of people that are 17 don't really meditate.
1: Yeah. In, in the first place it was just uh, with uh, of YouTube and uh, um, like using a video and just let yourself be guided through this uh, video. And um, yeah, the, the more you practice it like with anything else you practice more. Uh, the better you become at it and um, yeah with meditating it's it's more like um yeah how to be good at it it's just the realization to just be and just let it come by and every thought observe it like a cloud and don't judge in it and the more you do it the more you start to understand uh, really why meditating is for So. Yeah, but at first when I started it was yeah, kind of basic, but you all need to start somewhere, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when are the lucid dreams and like the other like when did like some psychic stuff start to happen to you? Like when you started meditating? Maybe like some kind of like yeah, lucid dreaming or body Um spirits, the either?
1: lucid dreaming I I really had when when I was a kid already. And for years I I thought that everybody had this because I didn't know any better Uh, and I thought uh, at the time already that it was pretty cool that I was like aware in my dream that it was a dream and then I would I remember a lucid dream that I was in school I was very young still at the time I think um, around eight years old and I remember like noticing that I was dreaming and I would fly because then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So, And then I would teach all, all my classmates how to fly in school. And, um, yeah, th- this, this was one that really stuck with me. I don't know why, but it's, it's one of my first memories of, of the dreaming. And then, um, yeah, I, I had my experiences a lot with sleep paralysis as well. I don't know if you are familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah so um that happened from the age of age of 17 um till today still <laughs> mm. i have this um but this is less fun than the lucid dreaming i have to say um uh, but i i didn't really figure this part out yet about the sleep paralysis but it's definitely something interesting and um yeah yeah that's really how i got into all of this because like with dreaming it's it's really profound a lot of the times and had also some out-of-body experiences with meditating i would really try different things so i would go and lay down and put some uh, 963 hertz uh, music Uh, in my using uh, earbuds and then I would lay down and not move muscle for like an hour Uh, even when something was itching just don't don't use it don't uh, scratch it and then I had my my first out-of-body experience but I have to say I was quite afraid so I went back quite quickly (laughs) just to say that there are um, quite some practices to uh, explore the mind like this,
0: like with the out of body stuff. Like, are the branero beats? Did it say like go out of body, or was it just like a regular nine six three thing?
1: Uh, no, no, it didn't have the audio. Didn't have any voice. It was just uh, uh, certain frequencies.
0: Okay, and then can do you think do you feel like you can train people with uh, like lucid dreams or like? What's your take on the dream world in general, too?
1: Um, yeah, they say that when you um, write down your dreams and then read it after, um, like write it down after you wake up and then uh, read it the next day and do this for um, a couple of weeks and write it down and then read it again. This is how you can train how to lose a dream. I personally never used this because it came quite naturally. Um, but you can also um have k- kind of trigger points, so you can say, like, to yourself, like, every time I see a car in a dream, I would remind that it's a dream, and you can train yourself to have certain trigger points to remind yourself in the dream that you are dreaming. So, there are different strategies to uh get this kind of lucid dream um, mm. but yeah like i said i personally never used this because i i had them from since i was a kid so yeah. i never felt the need to uh yeah to really look for it because it came quite naturally
0: and when did you start like um growing out your dreads was this like something like and why did you start growing on dreads too
1: yeah my i i got like uh three and a half years ago now and i started out quite uh, careful i had like 15 in the back of my head and then the rest of my hair was still loose um and they were like short they were cute but it's, I feel like it's its the same with tattoos and, and um, piercings. Once you start, you want more and more. So I feel like it's the same thing with dreads. So then I got 15 and then I make them longer. I did it myself. Uh, I had no clue what I was doing at the time,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I still did it. And that's how I eventually uh, learned how to do it. Um, yeah, and then I got another row and another row, and then in the end, that was last year. I, I only had like a part still loose, and then I was like, "Yeah, just <laughs> let's just go completely with dreadlocks." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm happy, and uh, yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's really convenient, actually. And this Why? is uh, what I like a lot.
0: Yeah. Why is it convenient?
1: Because last year I was uh, uh, living in a van um, close to the ocean, and I would be in the ocean every day. And like when you're have like loose hair, it gets like super dry and tangly when you're in the ocean and out in the sun. And you need to take care of it. And now it's just done. You know, you go into the sea, you get out, and you don't think about it. (laughs) <laughs> it's just the maintenance every three months and then you're good to go
0: and then but is there like a did you get dreads because of maybe the way it looks or is it more of like maybe the spiritual significance behind it like why did you why did you want to
1: get dreads in the beginning it was just because i thought it was uh i liked the look of it so i started out slow but then i started to dig in uh to it a little bit more and um Yeah, it's believed that your hair holds energy and when you have dreadlocks, you don't really lose the hair because normally you lose like a hundred hairs a day, I believe. And um, I mean, they still fall out of your scalp, but they stay in the dread. So they stay like with you. And um, I do like this thought. And then in in the end, um, yeah, Like I said, then it was just more convenient to me because when I would go into the ocean, I had like half of my hair was still loose and like the top part was still loose and it gets tangled in between the existing dreads. So that's why I decided to go completely.
0: Okay, you said your your hair is kind of like a receiver. Like, where did you kind of get that information from? Like, is there someone that you kind of look up to that talks about the spiritual stuff, like with the hair, being a receiver, things like that? It's not a
1: certain person. I just um, searched the internet a lot. Um, also, before I ever got dreadlocks, I looked into it where it came from, uh, kind of the history. So yeah, it's actually quite interesting. It came from the Egyptians, what I read about it. So yeah. Um, Yeah, they they would uh, talk about this in these really old books about rope-like hair, and that was believed uh, to be the first dreadlocks. I mean, it's kind of rope-like, so I assume Mm. uh, they were right about it. So, and then I also came across, like, the spiritual aspect that I just talked about.
0: Yeah, and also, I mean, you have a jewelry uh, jewelry business and stuff. Um, Yeah. And you have, like, more of, like, a tribal look to it. Is there, like, um, certain tribes that you like? And if if you like those certain tribes, like, why do you like them?
1: Uh, I didn't get the inspiration from, like, a certain tribe. Um, it's just that um, in my garden here in the Netherlands, there grows bamboo. And I make the beets out of this. So... Um, for example I, I have one here so they are made of the bamboo for my garden and um, yeah I just like to use um, natural materials uh, also like wood and, and crystals and I it started out as uh, an idea that I feel like everybody should have um, uh, an alter ego who can do anything so... Mm-hmm. I feel like every time you put on uh, this armor, you know you become your alter ego who can do anything. So it's like something you wear that gives you a little bit more power and courage.
0: Yeah, and you make a um, like, what is, how do you say, macram macrame necklaces and stuff? Like what, are, what kind of jewelry? Yeah,
1: yeah, I like to use a, a combination um, of like just beads and the bamboo, and then also combine it with with macrame so this is one of those this one is actually ex- inspired by the new movie um uh avatar yeah the second uh, movie so yeah i like to just get inspiration from the things that inspire me you know and then put it into yeah. my art so yeah and then use with the macrame knots
0: as a as a psych- psychedelic trip or uh, like a maybe a spiritual experience ever inspired the way you make necklaces?
1: Uh, I did think about this, but I just started out not that long ago, um, so yeah. I haven't like um, combined the two. But I did think about it to to take uh, maybe like uh, a couple grams of. Uh, Magic truffles or mushrooms, and then make the art. But I'm still not sure if I will be able to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think with the microdose, I, I can manage. I, I can manage because it does help quite a lot with the, the creative aspect uh, of the mind. So I think it would be a nice combination.
0: <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about microdosing. Like, what what do you think the benefits are, and like, what you take. Um, with microdosing in general?
1: Uh, I really do like microdosing. I did it a lot Um, in the past mostly. Uh, For now, it's been a long time. But microdosing, um, I use two types of um, schedules that I take it. Normally when I microdose, I use magic truffles and then I take like about one gram only. And, um, the one I like the most is that you take it like four days in a row. So every morning you, you take like one gram and this way you build up the psilocybin, uh, Mm. during the week. And then you have three days off, but most people use like, um, that they take it every two days. So on Monday they take the microdose. Then you still get the benefit from the next day. Then you have one, uh, resting day so to say and then you take the microdose again but it's really a personal preference of, of what you like and you have to play with it a little bit um but the the benefits uh, i would say i gained from it is that um you can put things a little bit more into perspective so when you're maybe like um you don't know which way to go and um uh, the world is coming a little bit more towards you and You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it puts things more in perspective. And uh, psilocybin uh, is proven to make, like, new connections in the brain. And these new connections stay. So when you come off the microdose, those new connections are still made. So maybe you get, like, ideas that you wouldn't think about it before. Um, So, yeah, therefore, it's really really beneficial if you're feeling like anxious or something it really helps you to understand your feeling and soothe it. But I always say that that mushrooms they tell you which way to go and how to heal, but they don't do it for you. So uh-huh. you still have to do the work yourself. It's not like a pill you can take and fix it all.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> like, what's a what's a <laughs> Like a life-changing trip that that you had, maybe something that has put things into perspective for you.
1: Oh, like every trip has been very, very different. Mm, Yeah, I think the the, yeah the most profound one was ayahuasca, but I don't know if we're talking about like only truffles or mushrooms.
0: We going to Ayahuasca. Or does
1: that include? Sorry?
0: We go to Ayahuasca, yeah.
1: Yeah, can yeah. going Ayahuasca. Yeah, like Ayahuasca was definitely the most profound. I think it's always very hard to really describe this. Um, but it was more like annoying that you're part of everything that that exists and that is no really right or wrong you can do if you just keep doing and keep uh, being yourself in uh, obviously uh, the best way possible for you, like being kind and compassionate and that you are loved no matter what, even though we can sometimes be really hard on ourselves. Um, yeah, that this experience was a very profound reminder that it's good to be, and that's all.
0: <laughs> and did yeah. it come in form? Did it come in forms of like a like a vision you had, or was it was just like a deep emotional realization, or was it like a you know, kind of like a mental realization,
1: like, Um, you in your mind? Yeah, what I was does most of the time uh, is that it it. Brings up your biggest fear, and then it guides you through it. You go through it, and then after that, you really feel all the love and the connective uh, connectiveness of everything around you. Um, So it it was very visual as well. I saw. It was it was odd because it it was like a, a spider that was like a, as big as a building. And it was trying to make me like scared. And and I was still in my mind like, yeah, this is ayahuasca. I'm not in danger. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I could think this, but my body was like, like it was separate because my body was scared, but in my mind I could really still be like, yeah, but this is ayahuasca. <laughs> 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 so that was that was interesting that it was like so um separate so yeah then i finally gave into like this fear and then um then it became really uh, intense it was very uh yeah emotional emotional purging and uh, it was very intense, so to say, but after I went through that, it was actually really beautiful, but uh, yeah, it was also a lot of work <laughs> yeah yeah for but ayahuasca takes like eight hours, so you have like this whole journey you go through
0: so, well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm to the swamp well, to the spider did you like grow grow like Super tall. I'm still not sure.
1: I'm still not sure because, as a kid, I was not scared of of uh, spiders. Now I'm not scared of spiders. Only when they get too big, and I mean, there it was as big as a building. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess, a sci-fi it, movie.
1: Yeah, it was just I. Uh, what my feeling was that it was, uh, try to scare the kid in me, more like like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it and was then, very interesting.
0: But, like, did you, like, in the experience, did you, like, kill it or something? Or did it just, like, disappear? Or, like, what, what happened It,
1: to it the... disappeared after when I okay. gave into it. And then it got a, a whole different thing. Because okay. then the fear um, translated more into sadness. Uh, and oh, then purging all of this and... Uh, yeah really going through it and it, it took like two hours <laughs> before yeah. I went through it and then it got more, like more ease and beautiful and uh, I, yeah I I saw like the most beautiful gate was it even uh, that that I ever imagined. <laughs> so yeah, and it just all you hear this a lot, but it's just really true that it all just comes down to love. And yeah. mostly love yourself, because um, sometimes, and I'm also not perfect in this, um, but sometimes we feel like we just want to you know, give love, give love, and then we kind of forget ourselves. And uh, this way of uh, sustaining love is actually not sustainable. <laughs> so I think in the back of our minds, we know this. Mm-hmm. Um But there's a lot of um, judgment on being selfish, I feel like. But if you really love yourself, you have to be selfish at times, I feel like. And I think that's not really necessarily a wrong thing. I think it's a necessary thing to just say, okay... To just be honest and maybe you're invited to a party and you don't feel like it, to just say, No, I don't feel like it, instead of making excuses and uh, these kinds of things. Just setting boundaries and just you taking care of you. Yeah, definitely. And then the rest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, what I was going to say too is uh, it sounded like you alchemized your pain kind of thing. Uh, I mean, do you believe in like a Like alchemy, have you ever looked at stuff like that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I do believe in it. It's like you can uh, influence anything if you have the will to it. So if you want to get rid of something, some pain, some trauma, and you're really determined that there is always a way and um, there are different kind of ways where it comes down to if you believe the method that you try to get rid of it. So for example, I'm gonna meditate every day to get rid of this pain. And you really believe that what you're doing is helping to dissolve this pain and trauma, it will work. Um, but if you go to someone, to a healer and you really believe this is working, then it will also work. So it really, uh, with anything, comes down to your belief. Um, if something will work for you. But you really have to believe it.
0: <laughs> yeah. What makes you have belief, though?
1: Um, what makes you have belief?
0: Yeah, is it like a spark it's, of like...
1: I think it's it's the the only thing when you're going to like a dark period in your time there's always this little light or this little voice and um letting go of (laughs) believe it's 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 i don't think a lot of people do this you also see when Um, It's quite natural to humans to have some sort of belief. You always see when in a part of the world, uh, for example, a war or a flood or something horrible happens, people go towards their religion or their beliefs, you know? People need something to hold on to when things don't go as planned. Yeah. So, yeah, and when you don't have belief... That's quite depressing. <laughs> I feel like you really need something, and I think that's that's different for everybody. What they believe in, and it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, you can also uh, hold a, a crystal in your pocket and believe it brings luck. You know, it doesn't really matter, or in God, or the universe, or Buddha. It doesn't really matter. Uh, as long as you have something to believe in, because that is the thing that keeps you going uh, in times that you are maybe feel like laying down the whole day.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then going to the your magic mushroom trips, like which one was more like significant to you, or like more, um, you no, know, yeah, more significant to you.
1: Well, the time I I had. I did it a lot by myself and then i would explore but i have to say that one time i got the strongest but i was with a friend and it was actually also the funniest it wasn't like it really stuck with me because i laughed so much and had such a good time and Everything was just colorful and beautiful and crazy, even. <laughs> and it was a really, um, a really hot summer day. And then I, I still had my house back back in the day. And then I would set up all these psychedelic lights and I had lots of plants and everything was breathing. <laughs> and... Um, yeah we had music and then in the garden you had like sunshine and then inside we had like this psychedelic dark room so it was like two worlds and we were uh out of our minds <laughs> 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 yeah yeah and i i saw a painting completely changing um everything that was on it it was like a painting of two globes and and there were uh, writings on it from the uh, from the, the countries and know and it started like going off of the painting through the room and it was the most visual trip I've ever had so this one really really stuck with me and uh, I have to say when I had like more internal personal trips with mushrooms it wasn't so visual because then you go like the other way around more, you go more inward. So, um, but it was always quite, um, I have to say I did smoke weed with it as well, uh, during these uh, trips and that makes it, I feel like a little bit more, uh, soft. So it would be more like another way of thinking and, and realizing uh, other perspective of certain situations, more like a, uh, a lot of aha moments.
0: Yeah, so, what's the, like an aha moment you
1: had? Uh, <laughs> like an aha moment I had. Yeah, it's, it, it's just um, like some patterns. I, I used to do the same as, as my mother, for example. Um, And then it was just so clear all of a sudden. It's like, aha, okay, I did this, like the same. Uh, And in that moment, it's so clear that you think to yourself, like, how could I not see this earlier, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but that comes down to making the new connections in the brain uh, that you all of a sudden can see it.
0: Yeah. do you, does your brain work better now that you've done, like, microdosing or uh, certain, certain psychedelics and stuff? Like, do you think it works better and you can think more creatively and things like that? Or do you still feel like there's, like, work um, to just be done? Or?
1: I think that the more you know, the more you realize uh, how little you know. So yeah. I feel like the, the, the perspective is getting uh, uh, bigger so really the realization like oh, it's like there's a lot more to to explore um but it it also comes with um challenges because i i also feel like a lot of people who had not had this kind of experience or are totally not interested in it and it's totally fine but then they they also don't understand you very well. Um, so it it also brings other challenges with it. Um, so it's like, does your brain work better? Uh, no, just different. Still the same mm-hmm. brain. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're never really uh, done. And that is... Uh, Actually, good news because it's it's exciting. There's a lot more to explore.
0: Yeah, what's something that you're like searching about? Like, okay, this is right, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, maybe something new came up, and you're like, oh my god, I was totally wrong. Like, maybe after like a trip or something. Like, what's something that you're certain on that's right, and right after you're just like, huh, like maybe I was wrong about this, or
1: that I'm like in the trip thinking that I know something, and when I get out, it's not. You mean yeah um
0: or just in general if you don't have any and no i don't
1: think so i never had it like with with mushrooms i never had this i did have this with uh, weed that i would be sometimes was smoking weed and then i would think about something that i thought was right and then i got sobered up and then um I'm like nah, <laughs> <laughs> no. It was just me <laughs> tripping, you know. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, I actually stopped also with the, the smoking weed. I feel like I can contribute to some kind of a spiritual um awakening, but it it has a downside, i feel like it's also considered a downer on the, <laughs> you know with all the <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: psychedelics um but it it's like when you maybe grow your your own weed and do it without tobacco because it the tobacco has use huge, huge influence on on the on the weed, but also a lot of weed weed you buy nowadays um it's on steroids it's like they they grow it on really high thc levels and naturally it's like 50 50 of cbd and thc um but you cannot gain thc without uh, getting rid of the cbd so it's it's made out of balance and um, i feel like this is not good for your mental because it's it's too much, <laughs> and it's yeah. it's not in the shape how it uh, was uh, originally designed.
0: And you could tell like the difference between it, like pretty like clear as day, or is it very subtle, like difference between the THC and the CBD levels?
1: No, you really have to get it tested. So you you can like buy CBD weed like only CBD and then add it to um, like your joint or your bong. I don't know how you like to smoke it. Um, And that balance it out a bit, bit, but then you still have this weed that is still out of balance there. So it's just to have better to have like one plant (laughs) organically Mm. uh, grown. I would say, but it's, it's hard to find these days, really.
0: Uh, Do you ever read like maybe during a trip or have you ever just in, I mean, general, like, is there any authors that you fancy?
1: Um, yeah, I do, um, read, I have some favorite books. It's, uh, uh, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza is one of my favorites. Uh, A recent one I um, read is called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Swartz Mm -hmm. and The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Those three are really, um, yeah, they are also great authors. And I like to listen to uh, a podcast as well by them. They have a lot of uh, great knowledge um, about different kinds of things. Uh, especially Joe Dispenza, they—he really backs up everything he says with with amazing science, like the newest ones. So, yeah, I think uh, these three are really, uh, really my favorites. It's up there. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it I never just...
1: read while I was tripping because uh, the letters go everywhere. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, with the with becoming supernatural, or like, or yeah, definitely people want the science behind it because a lot of spiritual stuff, people just want to label it woo woo. Like, there's even stuff where, like, for example, I'll come out of meditation and then I'll have like a bunch of realizations and I'll be like, nah, I'm just making that up. Like, there's nothing to really <laughs> back up, you know, what you think or what you're thinking or feeling and stuff like that. So, it's pretty interesting that there's a scientific perspective behind all this. Have you had like um stuff like that happen to you too with like meditation like you just come out of it you're just like am i making stuff up or is this real has that happened to you
1: uh yeah i had these moments yeah uh, but sometimes it's also very clear um i also learned that like your your voice inside that is uh uh being there for you all the time, I would say. <laughs> um, when you're, you're like asking something um, and you get the answer even before you can finish your sentence, and that is the one you should listen to. It's instant, it's short, it's clear, it's. Uh, when it's like from divine, it's it's not a voice that goes into like a dialogue, like oh hey uh, how are you uh, listen up you you're asking this but and I, I have to answer it's not like that it's like boom and it's there. So that's how you can kind of um, uh, see the difference between when you really is your mind making it up, or when it's really like you channeling some something from above.
0: And do you ever get those voices like in dreams and stuff or like, does it ever come to you in trips where that voice is just like a thundering boom like that? And it's um, like very clear like that. You ever had a voice like that. Um,
1: I, yes, but it, it's different because then it's not my voice and it kind of goes with the sleep paralysis. So it's a, Really, a different kind of uh, vibe because it's a little bit more also scary to me. <laughs> it's a little bit more dark. What happens so, in the
0: sleep paralysis? When
1: what happens in the sleep paralysis? Like, uh, you had it before, right? Also, so you know. i had it.
0: Yeah, I, I know. I've had yeah.
1: Okay. So you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had it uh, yesterday, even. I was laying in bed and uh, it's it's c- it came to a point that I feel it coming and then I try to uh, resist it but then I'm always too late and then I'm in it already. Um, but a lot of the times I get dragged and pushed and um, that kind of things and sometimes there's someone in, in my room. Uh, uh, sometimes I'm also flying through the house um, to different kind of places. Um, but because you're paralyzed there's not much you can do and I didn't yet get any further from this it's just always this super weird experience that and every time I I think like okay next time it's gonna happen I'm not gonna be afraid I'm going to go into it and then the moment it's there and then I'm like shitting myself so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I I still haven't played this whole sleep paralyzed thing out.
0: Yeah, you, you could kick their butt. Like, is it a shadow figure or is it um? Is it like a? Yeah, it's a shadow figure. Shadow? But
1: the the last time I saw someone, it was like a uh, an indigenous man with really long black hair, and then. Uh, as soon as I looked at it, and I thought, "Like who is that?" It it, it went away like that. So,
0: he's a little shy.
1: It's uh, he was a little shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he left out, but yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still also a mystery to me. So I I I cannot yeah. say um, too much about it.
0: I I can tell you from experience, like you have power over those those like uh those spirits. But um, it takes practice. Every single time you get it, you just like muster up a little yeah. bit more strength and courage, and then you just tell them no. Like I had this one, uh, <laughs> this one like uh, skinny legs. It's like a like a chick or a shadow figure, a girl, She had skinny legs, like a bloated st- <laughs> bloated stomach, and then like um, long hair. And she, I'll just like sleeping, and then I'll you know I wake up, and then she starts to walk up to my bed. I'm just like no, and then. <laughs> So it goes away but you know, yeah like
1: that yeah you can call it out i call it out one time because a uh, a woman was advising me like uh, send it away in jesus name and yeah, uh, yeah instantly like the second i call that out i was out of it yeah so that was uh, very interesting i was like wow i was actually shocked that it worked <laughs>
0: Yeah, it works. A lot of divine yeah. names, definitely. Scouting.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, as them.
1: long as you use divine names, it uh, it works. It holds power.
0: It does. And so you talked about a, or like in your mushroom trip, you would like have different. You'd have like the kind of like the rave setting, and then you'd be like outside and stuff. Like, I saw you have a DJ set too. Um, is it was it your own music or was it um was it a
1: Music. What kind of music were you listening to when you were? Anyway. Um, when I'm in a trip, it, it depends what kind of music uh, I like to listen to in that moment. But um, I like uh, medicine music, so that's like more calm, calm stuff. But when I, I'm more like in, you know, high energy uh, mode, it's it's uh, more like uh ethnic tribal music and this is also the music I, I um play myself when i'm djing so yeah and i like a little side trance i mean it's, yeah. it's the, the psychedelic music so yeah of course <laughs> yeah
0: and uh and tell me about your dj set like how did you make it like you know what what went into it when you're going through that set
1: uh, I started out not that long ago, even. I was uh, practicing it on uh, the beach in Portugal uh, a lot. And we would throw parties like four times a week because it was like on this this parking lot and there were a lot of um, uh, people in vans and tents and, and people living like that there. And it was very far from yeah the the normal world so nobody could hear us and yeah that's kind of how it started out and yeah everybody was like coming towards me that it, they liked it so much and sometimes i would play like for five hours straight uh in the night uh because i was like in the zone you know and uh, i loved it so much and also with the the people coming to me that they like it a lot then i uh, yeah, it motivates and uh, I've always uh, really uh, liked different kind of music and it was also uh, secretly a dream to to man- manage to do this but it never came about and then I had the chance so I did it and yeah, I still really, really enjoyed it. I have two um, playlists only on uh, YouTube. I'm planning on making more, but I've been kind of busy with, like, my jewelry and stuff, but I'm really planning to get back into it. I actually ordered a new um, uh, new deck to play on, uh-huh. so, yeah, there will be more on my channel.
0: Yeah. What kind of DJs inspire you? Like, uh, is there anybody that you, maybe style you've kind of copied off of or maybe, in, yeah, are inspired by?
1: Actually, I just honestly just started. I had already a lot of music all sorted out on categories, so I just needed to download it. it, And I just started. I was just playing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just playing and making it work and um, then seeing other DJs also on this parking lot and learning from them. And that is really how it came about. Um, I didn't really pick like one artist and then... I try to copy that. Yeah. Um, I really feel like I found my own way in in doing my things and I really like it like this. So, and people do too. So yeah, I'm just yeah. doing my way.
0: So what, are, so what else inspired you to start? Is there anything like, or actually better? Um, Can you read the crowd pretty well? Like, are you able to like know when to switch flows and things like that? Or switch songs and
1: yes, yes. Sometimes I would uh, play so long that uh, I still see this in front of me, like the screen. I would see it's it's a different kind of reading, but um, yeah. When you're like uh, good at recognizing patterns, then you can easily easily learn this. But yeah, it's it's just. I I never made a set prior to when I was gonna perform it. It was always intuitively. I cannot force and think about how I'm gonna do it because then it doesn't work. If I just go with the flow, it goes perfectly fine. (laughs) (laughs) So I never played a set two times because every time I just do it and go in the moment, and then I'm done. So every, every time has just been one time.
0: Yeah. And what does it mean to go, go with the flow though? Cause some people are like, you know, that means you're being lazy or that means, you know, there's people like that.
1: So like, what does it mean to like, go with the flow? <laughs> um, go with the flow. is not like doing nothing. It's just, following the flow, like following what works for you. If you're, um, I don't know, trying to to get a job into, I just say something, a, a restaurant and it doesn't work, you don't get hired, you don't get hired, nothing. You have to try something else. And if like now with this music, it works and I get like uh, compliments by it and I like it, that's the flow. So then you work on that because that flows, but don't work on something that doesn't flow. So it doesn't mean like not, not working. It's just following the path. And in the book, The Alchemist, it, it, it says it, uh, quite well, like follow the omens, so follow that, the positive.
0: Yeah. I look for the signs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you read the power of now. So like, what, uh, what things have you learned from that book?
1: Um is yeah he he says a lot in that book, and what I really liked in this book is that he puts like a paragraph after um uh a couple pages pages to put the book down and think about it and be in the now, so um, I really like this about this book that he really uh reminds you to put something down and just be for a second. So, yeah, this I really like. And, yeah, obviously, like, the the main message from this book is that the only moment that exists really is now. Because tomorrow it doesn't exist yet. And the past is just the past. It happened already. We cannot change it. The only thing we can do is learn from it and take that into our present. And it's really already in the word. That's why I love the English language so much it's the present <laughs> you know it's a present yeah. for you every moment yeah well, so yeah really to just be because when we're too much in the past or the future that's where anxiety kicks in
0: yeah kind of like slowing things down becoming present yeah that, do you think that takes a lot of work or is it kind of easy to be like present
1: it's like everything practice just practice just reminding yourself every time you fall into the future or the past um, to be aware of this and then maybe just make a way of remind yourself to um, yeah be present present and not worry so much. It's all, also the same with like when you go into a negative way of thinking every time you can train yourself that every time it happens you catch yourself doing it and then make like a mantra to to change it that you go off of this negative spiral into something positive because you thought to create the reality everything around you started with a thought so if you can manage your your thoughts to be positive no matter what Uh, your world will follow like that and i don't i'm not perfect in this i'm still training myself but i think it's definitely worth if you train something to train this
0: and is training just reminding yourself or is training like going into meditation and focusing on it like what is training
1: uh, I think mostly just reminding yourself to be aware, to be constantly aware, and that's kinda sounds like a lot to most people, but um, when you have like this full awareness all of the time, like like with every thought you think, you know what you think because mm, i I thought it was like. Close to 90%, I think even a bit more, of the thoughts today are the same as your thoughts yesterday. And we are not even aware of it. That's kind of crazy, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, the training is, is really mostly about um, um, reminding yourself every time. Yeah. And being aware, yeah. because sometimes you're in this negative spiral and you don't even know it. Sometimes I'm like 15 minutes into negative thinking before I catch myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it takes practice, but if you do it more often, then the next time it's after 10 minutes, and then it's after five minutes. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like you get there with every practice you do. You you get better at it.
0: Yeah, it's funny because or like whenever you're in a your negative headspace, yeah, it's kind of like you're looking into an abyss of darkness. You don't even know it. you're there. And then when you yeah, to you're just positive, there,
1: feeling, feeling, feeling bad. You know, it's, and it doesn't help anybody.
0: Yeah, and when you feel positive, you feel more like light, and you feel like yourself light up on the inside, and you're like, oh, yeah, this. yeah. But, but it's it, minutes.
1: Yeah, it's not like you have to be like um, happy and bubbly all of the time because sometimes things happen that are heavy and hard, but. Mm -hmm. I think it's more being positive is more about like recognizing the situation and then still try to learn from it, take the the lesson from it, give the the pain a place and try to move on. You know, it's not like ignoring every bad feeling you have, it's just recognizing it and then uh, despite recognizing it still choose to move on and tomorrow is a new day you know it's like that little steps
0: yeah baby steps yes and a final question here what's your favorite piece of jewelry and any final advice for people as well
1: um my favorite piece. I already showed it to you. It's 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 the avatar inspired one. I like blue. So
0: that you sold.
1: That I- that you sold to it's somebody. Actually quite- this is not yet sold to somebody, no. So Some people, it's still available. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and this is my favorite. And um My final advice to to the people is like you're always in charge and um, no matter what is happening in your life or what people are thinking about you only you knows what's best for you and um, yeah, listen to your inner voice and uh, follow the passion just go at it Ignore the ones who try to bust your dreams, because they don't know what's the best for you.
0: (laughs) Period, exclamation mark? What are you putting behind that sentence? Sorry? Are you going to put a period or like an exclamation mark behind that sentence, or is it just an open statement?
1: Uh, It's an open statement, yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, yeah. well, uh, where can people find you?
1: Uh, people can find me on Instagram, um, at Silvana Marilora. Um, also, if you want the, the jewelry, you can find it also in my bio on this Instagram or go to uh, Mighty Nomads underscore jewelry. Um, and also Silvana Marilora on YouTube for my music
0: all right well uh, thank you for coming on
1: yeah Uh, thank you so much for having me